Duff Money and Personal Finance is a podcast for anyone looking to learn about money and for anyone looking for plan B and some financial independence. Basically, you refuse to work until you're 70-ish. Duff Money covers money mindset, lessons learned, investing fundamentals and property investing. The aim is to help you to understand your relationship with money, learn to avoid common mistakes, get some financial literacy and head towards financial independence. Hosted by Peter Duffy, we get stuck into single shares, index investing, crypto assets, property investing and much more. Podcast 10. Look after the pennies and the pounds look after themselves. This week's podcast looks at looking after the pennies, or you could say a little attention to detail. Making some small savings will benefit you massively. We will be looking at what small savings can do over a long period and the effect of compound interest. Disclaimer, I am not a personal finance expert and I am not giving out advice. This is information only. Out of the 19 years I've been a landlord, I have spent the vast majority of that time with a negative, self-pity type of why does it always go wrong for me attitude. If I'm being honest, I was positive for the first year when I was a very naive 19-year-old and thought I was going to be a property millionaire within the year. Add to that the last two years, that is a pitiful 3 out of 19 years of being positive. With this in mind, despite being a landlord for around 19 years, I would say I'm a fairly inexperienced landlord. I've basically been interested and focused on my rental properties for the last few years. The lack of interest I have had in my rental properties over the years has been a contributing factor to several mistakes over the years, like the time a rental wasn't insured for two years. This leads me to another mistake relating to house insurance. Up until last year, I had four house insurance policies with four different companies, all with different renewal dates, and this makes it difficult to manage. This was mid-2020 when I had four rental properties. What had been happening was that any house insurance policy had been auto-renewed, and I hadn't bothered to look at the costs involved. You can almost guarantee that the premium will have increased each year on each of the policies. This is the opposite of looking after your pennies, as the pounds have slipped away from my hands into the hands of the insurance companies. This is not good enough, if I am serious about making property investing my full-time occupation. Something I am good at is taking advice, and this is exactly what I had done in 2020. A friend of mine, who I would consider a very experienced and successful landlord, gave me some much-needed words of wisdom. We were talking about property again back in mid-2020 and my mistakes cropped up and I was telling him about how I'm trying to get my act together. One of the things I had been avoiding was house insurance and getting the prices down. This was a mistake that the experienced landlord had made earlier in his property journey. He told me to get in touch with our mutual financial advisor who would be able to put it all on one policy. And after telling him the cost of my current insurance policies, he was almost certain I would get a decent saving. Not only that, the policies would start on the same day and would all be under one roof, 
meaning it is much easier to manage. Since receiving the much needed advice, I spoke to my financial advisor and made some changes to my house insurance. My existing policies were cancelled and my four rentals were then insured with the same company. Making a few calls to sort out my house insurance is something I had avoided for years. In total, it took less than 30 minutes to cancel the four policies and get four new policies with one company. This tiny bit of effort was about to save me £500 per year. This little bit of admin could have saved me thousands of pounds if I had been looking after the pennies. Now with seven buy-to-let properties, my financial advisor has added the new properties onto another house insurance policy. So I have four personal properties on one policy and three properties under Duff properties under another policy. Over the last 10 years, I could have done this every year and that would have probably taken in and around five hours in total. Even in a poor savings account with less than 1% interest, I would have saved at least £5,000. If I had been tracking the stock market with an investment of £500 per annum, going into an index tracker fund each year, I could have saved even more. Bear with me as I am going to demonstrate the power of compound interest. With books I have read, YouTube videos, blogs and podcasts, I have tried to absorb as much as I can. And with all that information, I am convinced that 78% interest is achievable when you learn how to track the stock markets. £500 a year is about £42 a month. If I had invested £42 per calendar month, the house insurance savings, over a 10 year period, this would have compounded to 6,963. It isn't a massive amount, but it is a decent sum of money, and it is almost 7,000 pounds that I have given to insurance companies because of my previous negative attitude towards personal finance. Let us say I'm in my mid thirties, and we're going to transfer this sum of 6,963 into a SIP, self-invested personal pension. I know I can't touch it until I'm 57, the current age you can access your SIP in the UK, and I'm just going to forget about it. So with a 7% interest rate, the value will compound over the next 20 years. After the 20 years, my 6,963 becomes 26,944. This is a good example of the positive effect of compound interest over time. If I can manage to get 7% interest, I will receive 19,981.61 pence for doing nothing. Well, apart from reading a few books and forcing myself to get my head around investing. Financial literacy is massively important. This small saving on house insurance can add up over time. Imagine you made even more savings and tucked it away into your pension pot. When you get to your late 50s or into your 60s, you will thank yourself for getting your head into money. Obviously, there are no guarantees in the stock market, but I refuse to settle for less than 1% interest in a savings account. Single shares can be much more profitable, but I know I am far too emotional when it comes to money and would make too many mistakes, mistakes I have already made in the past. Look, I have gone off on a tangent I just wanted to emphasise the importance of looking after your pennies. 
it is clearly worth spending 30 minutes a year to get your house in order and start looking after your pennies. This little example with my house insurance shows the importance of having basic budgeting skills. Look at that bank statement and make sure you know where your money's going. Spend a bit of time reducing your outgoings if at all possible. Martin Lewis has loads of useful tips on his excellent website, Money Saving Expert, like swapping your energy provider every year. By looking at your bank statements and looking to reduce your outgoings, you might be able to save an extra £50 per calendar month or even a few hundred pounds. This is money you didn't have and can be invested. If you do this and invest for long term in an ISA or SIP, you will thank yourself in later years. Try not to bury your head in the sand with no financial plan. This was me up until the end of 2018 and it brought with it some anxiety. Well, quite a lot of anxiety actually. Now I have a plan in place, I feel much calmer and I'm not anxious about money like I was. If you like the sound of the Duff Money podcast, please leave an honest review. For a bit more of Duff Money, you can find the Duff Money blog at duffmoney.com or you can find me on most social media platforms, Facebook, LinkedIn, Instagram and Twitter. Thanks for listening. Thank you.